Hi everyone, this is Alex Torpy, your town manager here. In this episode, I sit down with Cindy Warmington, who is uh, an executive counselor for the second district in New Hampshire. Um, New Hampshire is somewhat unique in having an executive council uh, at the state level. So in this episode, uh, Cindy and I uh, sitting down in town hall in Hanover, talk a little bit about what the executive council is in New Hampshire and what she can do as an executive counselor. For example, as a resident of the state, if you are um, struggling with some state department, uh, the uh, motor vehicle issue or anything like that, your executive counselors um, can help address and resolve, connect you to the right people at the state government level. So we talk a little bit about that here, um, and it's a great chance to meet someone who you should definitely know about. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can find some links uh, to get in contact uh, with Cindy or learn more about the executive council in the show notes. Okay, everybody, this is Alex Torpy, your town manager here, and I am here with our executive counselor, Cindy Warmington. Cindy, how's it going? Wonderful. Great to be here today. Yes, thank you for coming uh, to Hanover and chatting a little bit. Um, do you want to introduce yourself and talk to folks a little bit about what the executive council is and does? Sure. So I'm Cindy Warmington. I'm the executive counselor for District 2. So this is my second term on the executive council, but it's my first term representing Hanover mm. because uh, Hanover has just been included in District 2 as part of the redistricting. So I represent one-fifth of the state that stretches from Keene to Concord, uh, all up the Upper Valley, all the way to Littleton, uh, Bethlehem, and even the Mount Washington Hotel. Mm. Um, so it's a large district, about 3,000 square miles, and oh. I'm doing the best I can to get around to all of my 81 cities and towns and um, get to know the issues that are unique to each and every one of my uh, municipalities. So um, I came to the Executive Council with about 40 years of healthcare experience, and uh, that was pretty helpful as I came onto the council uh, during the pandemic. Um, and most of our state spending is healthcare related. Mm. So that's been incredibly helpful to me. Um, but the myriad of issues that we deal with on the Executive Council is never ending. We approve all state contracts over $10,000 all nominations for judges, for department commissioners, and for everyone who serves on any kind of a board or commission in the state. Um, and in addition to that, we do the 10-year um, the transportation plan and a number of other things as well. Um, we meet every other Wednesday in the state house, usually. Um, once a year, uh, we go on the road and each counselor hosts a, a meeting in their district, but generally in the, in the state house in Concord and our meetings are open to the public. That's great. So it sounds like you've been on the road a fair amount getting out to some of these towns. What are some of the things that you are seeing out there are there common threads that are challenging communities? And I don't know, have you stumbled across anything particularly cool or interesting as you've been traveling around the state? So um, yeah, the, the most common uh, issue that I hear about everywhere across the district is workforce. Mm -hmm. And workforce, 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 and it's all related to, um, to child care, availability of child care, 
to housing um, and sometimes to things like barriers to of entry, like uh -huh. our licensing uh, rules and regulations making uh -huh. it difficult for people to come to the state. But workforce, are all, it's all about workforce. Um, I think the most fun thing <laughs> that um, I've encountered, because now I represent the whole um, Upper Valley uh, and up the Connecticut River, is that I inherited um, a lot of the agricultural land in the state. So mm. getting out to the farms and ranches and, and has been the most fun for me. Uh, That's pretty see. cool. Yes, it's very cool. And there's some really good ice cream in my district. I just want to say that. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> it um, is. So um, for for anyone who might be listening and is, um, let's say, they're inter maybe interested in learning a little bit more about um, what's happening on the executive council? Where could they go for some more information? So we have the the website nh.gov. It will pop up executive council. There's a little bit of a history there. Um, please feel free to contact your executive counselor. And if you really want to see what's going on, come to a meeting. Mm. Um, for one thing, if you want to meet any commissioner of any department in the state. Um, the executive council meeting is the best place to do that right. um, because any commissioner who has a contract on our agenda needs to be there to answer the counselor's questions. So they're all there uh, just waiting for their uh, section of the agenda to come up and you can meet them and talk to them and you learn a lot about state government by being in that room. Hmm. I mean, one of the things that I have been really enjoying being in New Hampshire, um, we were talking a little before coming up from New Jersey, is how accessible um, many folks in the state government are f to us at the town level and that it's just um, I don't know it's a it's a it's a much more um, kind of low-key communal f feeling to governing which is seems like is part of the sort of tradition and culture in New Hampshire right yeah um, which is pretty cool and the executive council is a huge part of that right because we are sort of the eyes and ears of the executive branch and I spend a lot of my time out in the district uh, trying to help cities and towns, trying to help individuals. Mm -hmm. um, constituent services is a huge part of the job uh, and it really one of the most rewarding parts of the job. Is there something that you, um, you know, is there something that you think that people, you know, one thing that you think people uh, misunderstand or don't know about the executive council that you wish they knew about? Um, and I'm sure for those of us who work in government and, you know, love all this kind of stuff, there's a million things that we wish people knew about. And part of the reason why we do the podcast is try and bring some of that information out to people. Um, but is there anything out there that you know is sort of a misperception or that you, you wish people knew a little bit more about what you do um, or your background or what the executive council does? So the number one question that any executive counselor will need to answer is what is the executive council? And <laughs> most people do not know. And um, with good reason, you know, we are the only state in the union that has mm. one that has any power. Still. Right. And it's total purpose really um, from the beginning was to serve as a check on the governor. Okay. So our founders did not like uh, having too much power in the hands of one person so they created this five member body um, to to really keep an eye on, on the state spending and make sure that it, it's going to the right place. And just understanding that there is an executive council, um, that it's important um, who's sitting um, on that executive council is important to everyone, and people sh um, should pay attention to what's happening on the executive council. And that council. folks can reach out to you. They can. Right. And that you work with towns, but also individuals. Absolutely. Yeah, I had somebody, you know, recently who was in Florida. They'd lost their license. They were having trouble getting a copy of their license. Um, they couldn't get on the plane. 
Um, and we good. were able so to you resolve. Drove down and got him. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to resolve that very quickly with a, a quick call to to the Department of Motor Vehicles. And I mean, those kinds of things. Someone's not getting their unemployment benefits, or they're mm. you know they're they're having a trouble getting their license um, application through a licensing process. Uh, it's stuck on the background checks or something. Um, you know, we're able to intervene, uh, reach out. I can't always guarantee I'm going to give people the answer that they want. But you can at least help, right? I can facilitate yeah. the conversation. Right. I can, I can make sure that they get in touch with the right people. And I'm sure we've all, and I mean, I've certainly been on the, you know, the, the sort of citizen being frustrated about not being able to get a license or an unemployment, you know, some of those things. And it can be really challenging, especially if it's something like unemployment where your own financial security might be on the line. It's nice to be able to just talk to somebody sometimes who can say, I understand what's happening. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to look into it and not just get the sort of uh, no response. And, you know, it's a tough thing. You know, a lot of fo folks are working a lot and everybody, especially the last couple of years, exhausted and just kind of, I don't know, everybody's a little fatigued and, um, you know, just helping people navigate the process. And, and hopefully over time, we can all make improvements to how all these things work too. Right. Um, but just knowing that, you know, there's a sort of ally that people can, people can call. Right. And the other thing I really want you to know is that we have literally like hundreds of all these little boards and commissions that do all right. sorts of things all around the state. And our state relies so much on volunteers mm -hmm. to serve on those boards and commissions. They are the lifeblood of our state. And, um, you know, I'm really always encouraging people to see if there's one that fits you uh, that, right. that, that you might be interested in serving on and asking folks to step up and serve uh, our state. The more representation that we have um, from mm -hmm. District 2, the more that folks in Concord know what the needs are um, for District 2. And District 2's needs are unique. So. Yeah, and that's, I mean, this is a great, we're going to figure out some way to help coordinate getting some, you know, helping get some more information out to our community about what opportunities are available. Um, um, which is great. Um, all right, so last question. Here's a little out of uh, uh, maybe left field, but tell us something, um, you know, give us a sort of uh, fun fact about yourself. What's something that people might not know? So we learned a little bit about the Executive Council, um, but what is something that people may not know about, um, you know, your background coming to the Executive Council or just something you feel like sharing with people they may not know about you? Um, my favorite place to be is on Lake Winnipesaukee in mm. my boat mm. um, and I uh, I think my, my favorite day of any uh, summer is when I am only uh, traveling by boat. Oh that sounds nice. I can, I can go shopping by boat, I can go out to lunch Oh that's by cool. Boat. It's, uh, it's my favorite place to be. That's great. Alright well we'll see you out on the lake this summer. <laughs> Thank you for coming awesome. by. Awesome. Thank you. Hey everyone, and thanks for checking out this special spotlight episode of Hanover Happenings. If you'd like to find all of the episodes of our Hanover Happenings podcast and prior updates, you can do so at HanoverHappenings.com or on wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like more information about other things happening in town, such as monthly reports, agendas, minutes, events, videos, and more, you can do so at HanoverNH.org. Thanks again for engaging with what's happening in your community.